These delicate strips of film are the materials which record and transmit the creations of Hollywood. We're, we're talking pictures. I got a list up of all the movies that you know came we gotta out come up in with a, March and April. We got to come up with a name for this segment. Oh, you, you don't know? like Evan Talk Talk? Um, I don't know. Guys, send us an email at... <laughs> quick takes. Yeah, Evan's quick takes. Fast impressions. Send us an email at thetalkingpicturespod at gmail.com as to what you think this portion should be called. Go over to uh, talking underscores pictures underscore podcast on Instagram and you can send us a message and let us know what this section is going to be called. We got to come up with a name. <clears throat> All right. Don't do that. We'll come up with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we as the royal we. We the us. royal we. All, all you know. seven of us in, in listening yeah. and talking right now. The royal we. Uh, Silver Sun pickups. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> deep take. Deep, deep, deep take. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll come up with it. Evan, it. It'll come naturally, I think. Chat. Talking Evan. Chat. Chat. <laughs> chat GPT. Chat GP Evan. <laughs> um, Evan talks. Evan, mo- uh, I was going to say moist. That's not, that's Evan right. Moist. Yeah, I'm, now I'm just going off, you know, now I won't shut the hell up myself. We've Dave- it. Ooh, what about Dave Listens? That's a great, that's a great, se- that's great. I like that. This segment is Dave Listens. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know if you're actually listening. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> If you watch the video, my eyes are glazed over. Yeah, we reached the hour of the night where you're falling asleep listening to you talk because your your voice is so goddamn soothing. You got like butter. Lies. (laughs) (laughs) Man, all right. This uh, erroneous, erroneous on both counts. Here's a bunch of movies that came out last month. Uh, There's been a lot. So I saw 12 films in this span and a lot of television. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna kind of go through, and we're and you're just gonna kind of give your little thoughts on it. You know, we'll start at the beginning and just go from there. Um, music <laughs> box, music box. Jason Isbell. So that's a music documentary on HBO Max uh, about Jason Isbell, like the country singer. I guess like alt country music singer. Like the subtitles running, running with our eyes closed. Um, mm-hmm. This documentary is unbelievably great. Like it's. He is so vulnerable and so raw on this documentary about just his life and his process for writing these songs that it's easily one of the best things that I've watched on TV so far. Like, it's so good. It's just a lot of, like, him and his band uh, writing and performing, like, their new album in studio. But a lot of his addiction issues and his marital problems as a result of it and all of this mixed together – it's so good. Okay. Yeah, just unbelievable. If you're a music fan, it's so powerful, and there's so much footage of him. He's had, like, a 20-year career at this point, and it just follows him from, like, his early days when he was a part of, like, drive-by truckers, and then when he went on, he got fired for um, just having problems with alcohol and, and substance abuse and it goes in so many like incredibly emotional directions that I don't want to ruin anything, but it's how many episodes? It's so good. It's it's documentary. It's it's just a movie. Uh, so it's one. Yeah, okay. one episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> um, maybe you could do like a little. Uh, you could find a word for it, but maybe it's just like watch it, don't watch it. At the oh, end, that's of these, that's you an know? easy watch. So you'll it's incredible. But I'll give you the name, and you can be like, don't watch it. Okay, watch it. You know, maybe I don't know. Or yeah, you come up good. with your own thing. Yeah, I like watch. Thumbs it. up, thumbs down. Um, paint. Oh fuck! Was this the um, uh, yes, dude? Yes, uh, I was excited about it. 
I didn't get to. I didn't get a chance. I was one too busy of the watching worst Willow. Movies, <laughs> one of the worst movies of the year. What? It was so wow. so painful Holy to sit through. Smokes. I think I have this as the second worst movie of the year. Wow. And that's only surpassed by Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. It's not Don't funny. Watch it. It's cringy. It uh, just it's a really long, unfunny SNL skit. And I've said that about a bunch of movies recently. You have. Um, and this just is added to the list of that. Is it supposed to be a knockoff documentary, mockumentary of Paint Man? What's his name? Bob Ross. Bob Ross. So his name in the movie is not Bob Ross. Okay. He just looks like him. Okay. He has his likeness, and he just does his paintings like him. But the movie is not based on his life, and it does not use his his name. A Bob Ross documentary would probably be better. It would have been better. Yeah. Does, like if Owen Wilson right. had done like a Bob Ross. Like. Say it. Bye. Bye. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you really call a biopic. A biopic. Yeah, a biopic. Uh, that would have been biopic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you having surgery? What's going on? <laughs> um, do not go see this movie. I saw this alone in a theater and it was, uh, I felt alone. Damn. Um, okay. Don't watch this movie. Jesus. This movie, the next thing is called Beef on Netflix. 10 episode drop. Netflix. Best TV show of the year so far. Wow. Easily. Steven oh, Ewan, smokes. Ali Wong, A24 product. Beef. Um, oh, A24? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 what? What? what was that? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, my God. What was going on there? Sorry, dude. A24, yeah. <laughs> no, because. <laughs> dude, that was the most. Honest, I've ever said anything in my life. It just came, I watched that come out. What about six podcasts worth of material? Is it all dishonest? <laughs> no. What I went when I went to go see Air Buddies, the uh, fucking Jordan movie. The the one of the guys I went with was like, "Oh, did you see Beef yet? It's a twenty four, and it just registered that memory." <laughs> and I'm sorry. Ah, a twenty four. That's what the fuck. A twenty four. You should see the video. Is like I put my. I'm like ah. All right. I've only seen six of the ten episodes so far, but uh, you're in. This there. does not disappoint. Yet. You're deep in the beef. Yes. Wow. It's just a uh, twenty four. The two actors just get into a road rage incident, and they just start to inflict revenge on each of them in the most fun and cruel ways possible. And it's just great to watch. Like right. Stephen Ewan's amazing, yeah. and Ali Wong is a great stand-up comic, wow. uh, and they're like. Dramatically, they're incredible, and this movie is just like darkly, or this TV show is just so darkly funny. It's so good. All great right. supporting cast, great cuts. Like the first episode ends with a, like a hoobastank drop. Lots Ooh. of great early 2000s needle drops. Is that when it takes show. place? Uh, no, it takes place modern day, okay. but just a lot of great early 90s, nice. uh, early, early 2000s, late 90s rock nice. drops. Um, okay. Definitely watch it. Six episodes in, you're already there. That's awesome. They're half hours, so they're yeah. they're quick. That's great. Yeah. Party Down on Stars. It's a season yeah, you ever watch Party Down? No, nah, I never even heard it. <laughs> <laughs> you said that with so much disinterest. I fucking hear that shit. It's like a, it was an Adam <laughs> Scott, Lizzie Kaplan show from like the early 2000s. I don't care. Well, they revived it. <laughs> okay. They revived it like 13 years after season two ended. And oh, it's a continuation of that? Yes. That's cool. Season three. Uh, it was much beloved in the late 2000s, okay. like the late aughts. And... Um, 
yeah, Jane Lynch, Mel- uh, Megan Mullally, Ken Marano, Adam Scott, Lizzie Kaplan. That's cool. Yeah, it's just like, but it's like a catering company sitcom. Picks up where it left off. Picks up right where 13, the other one left act- off. Is it like actual thirteen years have passed? Thirteen years on camera and off camera. That's so cool. Yeah, Love no that. Lizzie Kaplan in this season. Oh. They uh, just went with Adam Scott, but Adam Scott's amazing. So. Yeah, this was like one of those rare revivals that is actually done well. It's six episodes, half hour comedy. Um, like they knew the joke and they knew how unnecessary this reboot was, and they write that into the script. Nice. Like, you watched are... the original stuff when it aired. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It was it was such a funny show back on Stars. Like it was like oh. such an underrated comedy back then. We couldn't afford. We didn't have and start my home. We and, and, and under that roof, we couldn't have Stars. The same roof. We're <laughs> <laughs> um, in that home. <sighs> Tetra. Uh, excuse me. Murder uh, mystery two. No. Skip it. <laughs> Skip it. I just dropped my review of the of it Damn, the other day. Skip um, it. Don't you don't even get to finish the title. Just skip it. All right, yeah. Tetris. The Apple. first one. The first one has some fun, entertaining motion uh, moments. The surprisingly, stars. Adam Sandler or Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Uh, this one's just it's so just phoned in, not funny. Just skip it. Okay. Tetris. Tetris. Apple TV Plus. I thought it was just okay. I was very disappointed. It became like a spy thriller. Oh and yeah, you're a movie about Tetris. Yeah, like well, play into the joke. Again, here's the thing: I yeah. feel like maybe I would have loved Tetris, whereas uh, it's the air thing. Like I think, like a video game would be like, oh, but there was all these cool facts about Tetris. Yeah, and like I don't know, right? Or am I wrong? They do some fun. They have the like the fun soundtrack moments. Yeah, they do some fun stylistic graphic moments with the old game. Like I love Tetris. Like everyone yeah. loved Tetris. This movie takes itself way too seriously. Okay. Like but they should have done the air route. Almost like zoom exactly. out a little bit. Okay. Almost like this movie like took down the USSR. <laughs> like that's how serious this paints this movie. Like Gorbachev's in this movie. Oh my god. With actual scenes. Oh my god. Like not the real one, but like you okay, know, like yeah, someone playing like Gorbachev him scenes during okay. that time frame. Uh, it's Taron Egerton who we love. We love him. Uh, he's great. His charisma definitely carries this movie. It has a lot of good elements. It just takes itself way too seriously like you are a movie about tetris you don't have to be like like a paint level satire like yeah. the, you know like a bob ross paint level satire yeah. but you can just have a little bit of a wink towards the camera like yeah like you said uh rye lane on hulu easily one of the best movies of the year so came out on hulu it was a big sundance film rye you heard it here yeah first <laughs> easily definitely in my top five already uh, it's a it's a rom com that is very before sunsetty, but just with a South London twist. It's like two uh, my favorite cocktails. Yeah, <laughs> South London twist. <laughs> that should be a cocktail name, is it? It should be. Uh, it takes place over the span of one day. Uh, romantic comedy following these two twenty year olds just out of breakups, walking around London. Um, but where before sunset is very subdued and. Just very, you know, steady cam. Just very, you're you're in that moment with those two actors. Like mm-hmm. they are, what's propelling you through this? There's nothing like stylistic about it. This movie's energy and the way it's shot is just so lively. Like it's so bright, so colorful. Um, I believe it's a debut for the director. Um, just incredible. Another great cameo. We mentioned Bradley Cooper earlier. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a fun cameo in this movie as well. Um, I won't ruin it. Okay. But 
Yeah, came well, out of Sundance. I, watch it. I think it's like an hour and twenty minutes. Like it's super short. Okay. Um, just truly amazing. Okay. A thousand and one. Also incredible. So, What's that about? um, uh, Tiana Taylor plays a single mom in the early nineties, and she just gets out of Rikers Island prison. And she goes and gets her son out of foster care. And it's about her raising her kid in like an ever changing Harlem neighborhood in New York. Okay. Over the oh, span of yes, about 15 yes, years. Yes, 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 yes. I saw you know this? Yeah, I saw a trailer for this. So good. Yeah. Another debut Who? Uh, for this director. Um, That's just in theaters. Okay. She is definitely someone to watch. Ooh, like, yeah. she took a lot from her own experience you can tell watching this and mm-hmm. she found the perfect leading lady for this movie tiana taylor who i don't have much experience with but she's probably my favorite lead female performance of the year so far like she is just unbelievable and this movie just has such a sense of like that time and just 90s and early 2000s new york and it like it looks like it and it wow. feels like it and it gets okay. performances out of a lot of actors that you've never recognized before that it's just like, wow, these people are going to be stars. Okay. Just really, really good. Okay. Um, great expectations. Hulu. Two you wanted episodes. to watch I this. did want to watch it. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so just, a, it go? just a, a little bit of a darker twist on great expectations. Okay. Uh, six episodes. Who's in it? Miniseries. Olivia Coleman. Okay. That was, all right. I think it's just okay so far. Okay. Yeah. I've only watched the first two. Succession. I have never watched a damn piece of it in Dude, my whole time of, a, of being incredible. alive on this earth. And Absolutely incredible. Really? Yeah. It's all season right. four. Is that what's keeping HBO alive right now? Succession? Oh, no, man. They're rolling. They got yeah. White Lotus. They okay. got House of the Dragon. Barry. They got, they got a lot going on. Okay. Um, People loving it. This is the last season. Last season. First they're episode. Co- going out on top. They're going out. Nice. Like, this show is at the top, and they just announced before this season started that we're ending it and everyone was like what like it was such a shock wow okay and it was just this last episode this last week's episode was an absolute banger okay and yeah just uh all right i'm not gonna watch any of the other ones but okay yeah <laughs> maybe someday <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna watch four seasons of succession no <laughs> this is like the the part of the podcast where you false promise yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude i can't wait to watch all of succession again twice before watching this Daisy Jones and the Six. Yeah. Prime series finale. Did you want to watch this? I sure did. Did you watch any of it? No. Because I love I love I love Riley. Riley Keough, yeah. Yeah. And Sam Claflin. Yeah. He's also incredible. Um yeah. it's like a Fleetwood Mac imitation. Yeah. So it's like um Yeah, it's almost like taken from their story. Yeah. And their 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 sound and just the turmoil that that band faced, like this band faces similar turmoil. Um I thought this show was great. Okay. Like the music that they're able to generate, it's so hard for a TV show about music to actually make good music. Mm-hmm. You ever notice that? Where yeah. it's just like, wow, this just seems vinyl. Really Wasn't that a show that vinyl, just like failed? Yeah. Kinda? yeah. Yep. Like, and even shows like, like Marvelous, Marvelous Mrs. Basil, which is about like a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the stand-up scenes are just fake because it's just like, yeah, you're not writing good stand-up material so like it takes the show down a notch okay like the music they make like you can go to a concert and see them like that's the level of quality really? behind them yeah Dude, that's awesome so the music is there uh riley keogh and sam claflin's chemistry is just undeniably great like yeah. it's just two of the best performances wow. easily of the year um i think the rest of the show is not as strong as those two elements 
Um, and the ending, I just found completely atrocious because it, it completely cribbed on another TV show's series finale. Okay. And I don't want to ruin it. Okay. But another TV show that's very beloved had an awful finale. And this show decided to copy it oh my verbatim. Oh my God. And I was watching it. I'm like, are they really going this route? And it was done completely seriously and it's exactly how this show ends and i still can't believe it but the journey there it's a 10 episode show amazon prime worth Uh, it for that their chemistry and their connection is just unreal just how much they're able to convey with their eyes with their body language like while they're singing just so good yeah all right um shrinking season finale yeah, Season you one. have any interest in this? The Jason Siegel, Harrison Ford. I do. Everyone's love show? it. You love it, right? Oh yeah, it's, it's so incredible, good. right? Yeah, really yeah. good. It's from like the creators and writers of Ted Lasso, okay. so it has that sort of feel to you it. You said he's a sh- uh, shrink that just tells people f- straight up how to do what. To yeah, do, just he, what to do. he loses his wife, Jason Siegel, and after a year of just like being on a bender, he decides to get his act together, and that's when he decides to just like as a therapist just telling people like here's what you need to do to better your life which is not what you're supposed to do as yeah. a therapist um but harrison ford is so funny on this show yeah jason siegel's great um this, this this show excels because its cast is just so perfect okay and it's legitimately funny everything that is said on this show like it's it's great to watch a show that where like the the actors just are so perfect for these roles and the humor just fits so perfectly. So it's a must watch 10 episodes, Apple TV plus. Okay. The lost King. Not great. A little underwhelming narratively. Did you see this preview for this? It's like Sally Hawkins is, uh, has apparitions of like King Richard the third. What? No, no. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, so King Richard the third's body was never found from like 400 500 years ago oh okay and sally hawkins who's from shape of water little hoffa type situation right (laughs) (laughs) she kind of goes on a personal mission to try and find his body she starts seeing apparitions of king richard the third like coming to her okay and she kind of thinks it's her mission to find his and exhume his body and it's a true story um oh and she's really good uh this movie's just kind of like it's just feels a little inert like it never really got off the ground. Okay. Yeah. All right. And last one is a good person. And you know this one, right? Florence Pugh, Morgan Freeman. Oh yeah, no, I don't really have. Uh, I don't really. What is how? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Unbelievable. Really? Yeah. Okay. Morgan Freeman like gives his best acting work in like it has to be twenty years. Wow. Like. He just brought it. And I don't know how Zach Braff got him to to he give this. It? Yeah, and he uh, wrote it. Oh, my God. Uh, give this level of commitment to this performance, but he's unreal. And right. Florence Pugh is just, I still say, the best actor of our generation right now. Yeah. Um, it's great to see her in a role that's not with an accent and not in a period piece and not in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Like she plays a girl in Jersey that has a drug a drug addiction. Okay. And it's it's great to just see like a like her play like a real person for once, you know, because like we see her as Elena and she played Lady Macbeth and um, just so many other roles where it's just like Little Women, just 
Like, and The Wonder was last year. And Don't Worry Darling was even a period piece. Like, just so many of these roles where it's just like, I just kind of want to see her in, like, a modern-day setting. And it's just, it, she just absolutely crushes it. Yeah. Like, it's an addiction she's, drama. She's been doing a lot of... So, like, Zach Braff and Florence Pugh dated during the pandemic. Okay. I don't know if you know that. No. But know. he wrote this movie, like, while they were together. And he wrote this movie for her to act in it. Oh. And well, they've they broke since up. broken up. Yeah. Um, he... He, I listened to a podcast with him recently, Zach Braff. He did like the Rich Roll podcast. I'm sure okay. you're familiar no. with him. But he just, he had a lot of trauma going on in his life at the time of the pandemic. I believe his dad died and one of his best friends died. And I think one of his siblings died. And he just channeled all of that pain into this script. And the movie is not about any of those events that happened to him. But he was able to kind of like correlate those events into an addiction movie like to get those feelings across but in different subject matter if that makes sense yes um it's an addiction movie that doesn't play into the usual addiction tropes which i really liked because how many addiction movies are there and they're just the same old thing same yeah. t- tried and true formula this movie kind of circumvents it okay um zach braff kind of gets a bad rap like he made garden state which i still consider incredible yeah um it's and that was 20 years time. ago. Yeah. He just he just kind of has a bad rap in Hollywood, and I'm not yeah. sure exactly why. It's goofy. Um, it's goofy. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the idea. People kind of find him overly sentimental, mm-hmm. and, like, I don't – that's to me, has never been my take on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a lot of pain, and he channeled that into this movie, and he got these actors to do it so well. Um, there's a part of Morgan Freeman's character, and I'll wrap this up, but – He's a model train, like, maker, conductor. conductor. Like, <laughs> he makes model trains in his basement. Yeah. And he's showing Florence Pugh's model train set and platform at one point. And it's like he built this whole replica of the city he's uh, was born and raised in his whole life, which is the city that they're in in the movie. I think it's South Orange. And all throughout this model train diorama are, like, moments from his life that he's recreated – but he recreated them to wish how he wished they would have turned out. So like this whole scenery is just like all of these moments and how they wish they played out like him getting off a train station and his, he's (laughs) running into his, his dad's arms. And like in real life, his dad was too drunk to even pick him up at the train station when he got home from war. But like, that's the moment he, he wishes would have happened. And it's like those little things like that. That's so emotional and so profound. So good. All right, so yeah. great. A lot like... of great stuff. So, uh, like, of those, like, A Good Person, Rylane. Yeah, I, I, I marked The Jason Isbell doc, 1001. Just some truly great stuff. And just shrinking, came out. for sure. Shrinking, for sure. Got so many good things. That's great. I'm glad. So, that's a, I think that's the thing we're going to do moving forward is that you'll watch everything and then tell me <laughs> just what to watch. After. Tell you what to watch and then. <laughs> You'll weed it out for me. Thanks, but. man. Uh, that's great news. That was a pretty good segment of Dave Listens, to be honest with you. That worked out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> How much of that did you listen to? Uh, all, uh, all of it. Okay. Yeah. That's how we'll tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>